Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In our Bravo life, in the country's life, so much just happened. I feel like I've you've been gone forever, and I have so much to tell you to catch up. Where right. do we even so, start? Where does one start? Okay, so today's episode, we usually, you know, on our our. Tuesday episode, Tuesday night episode, we usually talk about like family karma and Potomac. Potomac is over. Family karma is over. But things are still happening on the internet, even as as late as just an hour ago. Did you see the news about Coppin State? No. Oh, my God. There's a whole other scandal happening in Maryland that I'm like obsessed with. But I didn't know there was another one with Coppin State. What is that? What's going on with Coppin State? Juan Dixon quit his job. That that explains me seeing him twice this week. But... (laughs) Seriously. Oh my god. He was uh making rounds <laughs> of the streets of Potomac twice this week. So I was like, wait, what? No, Should okay, we be at work? I mean, okay, let's just okay. I don't even know where where do we start? Okay, first of all, um so happy to be back here <laughs> recording with you. Uh, I did catch up on so I caught up on everything that happened last week except for New Jersey, the last week's New Jersey episode. It's just New Jersey had to take a, a pause for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because like the juiciest stuff that happens on New Jersey usually makes its way on the internet. And like last week, I didn't see anybody on Twitter really talking about the episode. So I was like, I don't think anything that exciting really happened. Um, Are you but- crazy? A five-year-old what? had the, the most epic birthday party ever. <laughs> and you'd think it wasn't <laughs> great. I know. Yeah, it, it was, was like uh, it, it was like yeah, exactly. It was I, like I, a- New Jersey. I can I, I cannot I cannot. Yeah, I was like 
Okay, so I didn't miss anything in New Jersey. But let's talk about let's talk about Potomac and the drama that's happening offline on Potomac. But so this third part of the reunion, honestly, to me, I was like, this could have been an email. Like, I don't think that we needed a third part of this reunion. I don't even remember what happened. I remember thinking, because this has been a week, more, more than a week now for mm-hmm. me, but I remember watching it live and thinking, well, Laura didn't miss much. <laughs> Nothing else happened except me being proven right that Sharice will come on late and have nothing yes. to say. Yeah. But, you know, she yeah. will make the grand dame come up with some silly phrases and that's all the grand dame did. Yeah. She talked about she talked about whatever. She filed her nails. She did big yawns. Mm-hmm. She rolled out Ray out of the closet and said, hey, Ray. Ray. Ray, yeah. She said, excuse me, Ray, what about the rumors? What do you think no, about the she rumors? Said, hey, Ray. She called him Ray Ray. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Charisse. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say bullshit. <laughs> He's like, can I go now, please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are we done here? I think the most important part was Chris versus Giselle, mm-hmm. which was infuriating on so many levels because they were talking past each other. And uh, Andy was not able to diffuse that. And it was just like, okay, clearly, um, you know, Candace had had told Chris what to talk about, but he missed the mark on so much. He, instead of talking about what Giselle speaking about him and act, making him sound like a predator did to him, he kept pointing, he kept going back to what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Yes. Which gives Giselle the upper hand in the argument because Giselle is entitled to feel the way she felt. Um, yeah. And yes. he cannot be questioning that, but he could have come back and said, but what, whatever you said afterwards and the consequences that has happened since then, and this is why you shouldn't have just said what you said, those are the things that Giselle did. And there was very little um, focus on that, a lot more focus on whether she was wearing a robe, whether she was sitting on the bed, whether, whether the door, the door closed. closed. <laughs> did like, the door okay. close? Did the lock and the door close? And I'm like, did okay, he say, now, now it's getting into this iffy situation. Did where, he say bye to Cal? Did he say bye to other team other, members? I know. I, was like, I know, exactly. I was like, you're doing such a bad job, Chris, that like you actually are making yourself look like you maybe did do something wrong. Yeah. Like that's what I was I was like, oh, okay, now I feel like he is a liar. Um because I don't think he's a liar. I think no. he's like stressing on the wrong yes. things instead of saying, look, I maybe I should I had been drinking and I probably shouldn't have walked into the room and when I when I noticed there was nobody there, I should have walked out myself. I did walk out when you told me to. And you have to admit that I did that. And so thank you for admitting that. But in the meantime, all the things that you have added on to that story makes me sound like a predator. And you and I very well know that wasn't my intention. That's how he should have approached it. Instead, he's going over the details. And both of them have admitted they don't quite remember what happened that night. Because they were both tired and drunk. Yep. And they don't quite remember exactly what was said and how it what, what what happened, but now they're trying to prove each other lying that the door was open or closed. I'm like, 
doesn't matter. It Even doesn't if the matter. Open, she felt uncomfortable. She asked you to leave and you left. And that's the facts of it. And also, Chris, you've already apologized to her about making her feel uncomfortable. Correct. You sent her a text message already. So you shouldn't, he shouldn't have come on stage to even argue about what happened mm-hmm. after the reunion. Right. What he should have talked about is you sat on te- national television, you pretended to act concerned to my wife mm-hmm. about me. You mm-hmm. tried to insinuate that I'm cheating on my wife, that I'm interested in cheating on my wife, that mm-hmm. I am rubbing up on people's other random women's asses. Mm-hmm. None of it is true. Mm-hmm. And and to, and then at the end, he gave her, she gave him an apology finally when Candace brought that up. Yeah. And I was like, I, it's like so frustrating to watch it because, you know, I don't think that Chris is very smart. Yeah. I don't necessarily think of him as the smartest person, but I think that he like wants, I think he's like kind of tries to emulate a little bit of like the can't, you know, Candace comes from the school of uh, quadria. She comes from the school of quad. <laughs> she loves her like, yeah. she didn't decide in a school. Yeah. It's like the church. It's like the yeah. preaching school of quad. It's quad. Web. Yeah. It's almost like a musical opera that she performs every time. Yeah. She it's like, it's somebody. a big, you know, except that it's filled with a lot of filth and a lot of, you know, inappropriate things that she shouldn't Problematic say. Things. And now she has to, she yeah. has to apologize for it afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's just it's weird. A, and I'm like, okay, everybody's going overboard right now and I'm bored. It's, it was just too much. It's uh, it's it was it, the third part of the reunion. I don't have any interest in Chris by, or by, by G, part three. G's G's private parts not working very well. Which <laughs> okay, that was my favorite part. That was my absolute <laughs> favorite part of the Potomac reunion. Was mm-hmm. Mia thinking that she was dragging? She was like in a fight with Jacqueline. And in, mm-hmm. in a fight with Jacqueline, she's trying to make a point about how Jacqueline was being insulting. And as and accidentally, she outs the fact that her husband doesn't have a working penis because of his mm-hmm. prostate cancer. Right. I mean, that is why Mia is who she is on the show. Right. That's why. But I do think Mia is getting to the point where she just fucking says whatever and she wants people to just like it's see Mia thinks that she's doing a Giselle like Mm -hmm. she thinks that she's like putting a sauce on it but she's not putting sauce on it because she had at the end always has to admit yeah okay it wasn't true I said it so what big deal but like Mm -hmm. Giselle does this thing where Giselle doesn't ever say so what it's not true no big deal she'll just go okay sorry so Mia never gives you the apology for talking shit. She says, like, she almost gives you an air of, like, you need to get over it, even though I said it. Yeah, Giselle, yeah. at the end, ultimately will apologize to a person and say, okay, sorry. Another way that Mia is very similar to Alexia from uh, Miami. And oh, my Teresa. God. Can we please <laughs> talk about Miami? Let's just, okay, we're done. Uh-huh. Oh, and the other thing that happened with Potomac was obviously the Geritol kicked in, Peter versus... Gordon happened also. It happened on the heels of actually yeah. the Scandaval happened on the heels of Peter versus Gordon. We Correct. were like reeling so was, from Yeah, we were still reeling from Peter versus G. And then Scandaval happened and now that feels like Peter versus G feels like a year ago. It okay. doesn't even and feel also, like no, no, I, no, I, no, I, first, I completely forgot wait, about it. 
was it Drew getting a divorce first or was it Peter yeah. versus G first? No, Drew. <laughs> Drew getting a divorce was the first one, which I didn't even think about. Like it didn't even register. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then yeah. Peter versus G happened. And then it was the scandal all. Yeah. And then there's other stuff that happened, but now there's so much more happening. Like Phaedra coming back to Married to Medicine. It's like, oh my God, there's so much happening in Bravo Sphere. Two things. Phaedra's coming back to Married to Medicine, and apparently uh Quad's ex-husband, Dr. Dr. What was his G. name? Greg? Yeah, Dr. Dr. G. G. Greg. G. G and Dr. Dr. G got married. And uh-huh. he has he and his no, new wife are or he's engaged. His no, he's married. Married? Is it fiance? I, I think he got fiance. married. Whatever. Well, I'm going by Heavenly. Heavenly said fiance, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. and so she's joining the show. Mm-hmm. He and this woman are joining the show. Phaedra's right. joining the show. Thank God Anila's leaving. Thank God Contessa's leaving. Oh, I mean, Contessa God. had her good moments, That's... but like Contessa, Contessa okay, didn't have a storyline. Yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Contessa is fine. I'm okay with Contessa going. I'm actually happy Thrilled. that Anila is gone because I think that needed to happen. Thrilled, <laughs> thrilled. Because she was. If we thought that Family Karma are the good daisies, Anila was the worst of our daisies. She was like, she brought out the worst in me. I just she put like scene. you know the what is that the phrase is like galunk like tabba yeah like just a like a like a, a blot. just a big a big blot an ink blot yes. on <laughs> it's called an ugly blot that a blemish it's basically a blemish <laughs> a blister she was a blemish yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. what happened so yeah. that's happening um i mean scandal i feel like i feel like every single day every day mm-hmm. i could do an entire 45 minute episode about what oh, new yeah. things are happening absolutely here. yeah yeah there, there's, there's a dare and bravo a- just bravo just played season two all of season two all day today and i have been <laughs> quote unquote sick today so i have been binging bravo all day long watched like re-watching and i think season two is the gem in all of pump rules because it had um it had uh, the aftermath of, um, sh- uh, you know, of uh, uh, Sandoval and um, Jax and uh, Kristen sleeping. It yeah. had Stasi not getting along with uh, with uh, Katie because Katie went to Miami with um, with Kristen and Sheena, and she didn't want Katie to be there in Miami with Sandoval and Kristen and Sheena. It had the introduction mm-hmm. of um, Jack of of, um, of James Kennedy. It had Sheena's wedding as the finale. It Is that had, in season three? It's season three. Sorry, season two was. Yeah. Um, so it was season two and season three is what they were showing. Yeah. Season two was Jacks versus Jacks and uh, Kristen sleeping together. Yes. And the whole breakup. And season three was all of the others. So two and three together, when you watch like the way I watched today, which was the end of two and the whole of three was like the best on TV ever. 
It had too. everything. It had everything. It had Diana being told to eat de- eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> it had Sheena with her tube top, wedding dress. It had, you know, it had uh, Jax with this random Carmen that he kept putting her down and telling, insulting her the whole episode, the whole yeah, uh, season. And the girl still season, stuck with him. In season two, he got that Stassi tattoo because he was trying to get back with Stassi. Correct. And she was like, I don't like it. So then he got it changed to Carmen. Right. <laughs> And season three was also the season, I think two or three, one of them was also the season of Katie with the orange hair. Yes, unfortunately, yes. And then three was the introduction of the wonderful James Kennedy. And Lisa Vanderpump throughout is like constantly telling Ariana that, um, you know, uh, Tom Sandoval is probably lying and is probably cheating on her. Um, is uh, telling Ariana not to be with Tom. She is pushing, uh, uh, you know, um, she's telling, uh, uh, who, who was it? Somebody, she was like, the best revenge is to not, oh, Stasi. She was like, don't say get sorry, over and get say un- sorry. Yeah. Get over, yeah. get under somebody else. You should yeah. go sleep with Sandoval. And she's like, Stasi's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, Lisa. <laughs> So good. The end of season two, after after Jax gets punched in the face or whatever, and then Stassi gets Stassi slaps Kristen. Um, mm. There's this shot of like you know Lisa Vanderpump like at the end of each season would do these like monologues of like these kids and blah 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 and growth and we need to mm-hmm. blah like she would always and the end of that right. season there's a balloon there's a shot of a balloon just flying <laughs> to the ceiling. <laughs> That sir, and then oh it just kind God. of pans out. Like it is so. It's like it's singed it's like, into my yeah, brain. I, this, uh, I was looking so at the scene of Kristen getting fired, and there's like a whole table full of people. And then Lisa sends the men away. Go get a drink. The the three of us, the four of the girls, can take care of this. Like firing Kristen, and then the waiters, <laughs> like the kitchen staff, high fiving each other because Kristen got so fired. Good. And then Christian so gets good. into a car and then she drives down the alleyway to get away from Sir. There are two stop signs and she runs through both of them. <laughs> things I noticed today. I was like, oh my God. This is wonderful. Christian okay. has the shakes. You know she's on the pasta. She can barely hold the cigarette together and light it while she's telling <laughs> Diana to eat dicks. It's so funny to watch them all coked out. <laughs> Oh God, those early years were crazy. Oh, man. Now, Kristen, yeah. I I don't listen to Kristen's podcast because fuck that. Mm. But people have been posting a lot of oh, her no, stuff. And- I did. So I listened oh, okay. to her podcast about <laughs> Sandoval, and I yeah. have to say, she she first of all she's a, she's a good podcaster. It was an interesting podcast. She kept the um, flow going. It wasn't uh, she shenanigans. Had wasn't shenanigans. This was with SC Cup. It was her no, own I know. podcast. I'm just saying it's not like shenanigans. No, it's Gina's not like podcast. shenanigans. Shenanigans. So the difference between Kristen's say- podcast and shenanigans is that Kristen's podcast is like yours. It's very smooth. It's well edited. It's oh very God. crisp. And I actually liked it. I ended up liking her. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like a very mature person talking. 
she had very mature um she doesn't say, she doesn't everything. force she doesn't and force then her guests I to listen play to shenanigans. Kill. Yeah, and shenanigans is like me doing a podcast by myself, <laughs> which I've never done because thankfully I'm smart enough to know that I will sound like shenanigans if I talk if I talk all by myself. I would have no direction. It would be live. The sound sound would sound like Sheena always sounds like she's been carrying the mic around to different people's homes. So she's doing like <laughs> live shows and it's like always sounds off you know she tries she has a good heart the poor thing heart of gold she even, heart she, is good as she, gold heart of gold but cannot cannot do one thing right like she barely scratched rachel she she went to knock her i don't think she touched her i don't i think uh, i think it was sheena's nails well she was pulling the phone away from her i think sheena's nails long nail scratch Rachel I mean Raquel slash Rachel is really really on one I mean she's Mm -hmm. done she's done it all she got herself on the show she Mm -hmm. was obviously a fan um Mm -hmm. she is it's quite impressive that this woman got herself on the show fooled everybody and Mm -hmm. really really just like right I mean, really, she did it because I I just watched uh, last week's episode and I'm like, damn, every single episode this season has been about Raquel. Yeah. Every single one. She started out as Sheena, a broken bird coming in to serve. A broken bird. Yes. Yes. And she's ended up like Jax. She's done the full arc. She's gone through every character there can be. She's gone through Katie with a cheating husband she's gone through every character art that she can do and she's ended up at Jack's where Lisa Vander she became the star of the show this season yes. where all of the storylines are surrounding her it's about her and who she's making out with and she's just being the center of it all and then she's ending up like Jack's it's like a full arc of all of the characters on Vanderpump so one of um I have to just make sure I pull up the right the right question from this person. So I, I've been getting a lot of DMs and stuff about Scandaval. And um mm-hmm. oh our our uh, good friend, Dr. Katya Kemble, she mm-hmm. asked a question. She's she said, you know, is there she brought up the point of like there's a lot of conversation on the internet about like Raquel slash Rachel and what she's doing. And like, granted, she's awful for mm-hmm. all the things that she did to Ariana and everything. But she said, is there something to think about the fact that are we focusing more on the woman here and her involvement in the situation and her, you know, grift and all this stuff and ignoring Tom Sandoval? And is there sort of like, is there sort of this like, like is that sort of our own internalized misogyny or is it that Tom Sandoval gets to like get off as just being like a piece of shit white guy and we really don't even need to talk about him like is there do you think that there's like a different uh, like a deeper component think, to why we uh, are I think we're on more the internet yeah right I think on the internet and when when it first broke out I think the shock because everybody I think let's let me back up we have had many such scandals of people sleeping with other people and, you know, people breaking up and hooking up with their yeah. friends. It's, this is nothing, I mean, this is not something that would affect us, right? This is not Brangelina. Yeah. This is not anything. But for some reason, this 
particular scandal and for the Bravo fans, it affected us really, really badly. And it, I think it's because these fools on Vanderpump Rules are the most accessible Bravo celebrities that exist. I think no other Bravo show has their um, uh, have their cast as accessible as Vanderpump Rules. We don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure uh, Below Deck Med would be the same if everybody could go on a yacht. But I think it's um, it's because uh, they are in a hotel, they are in a, they are work in a restaurant. Some of them do actually work and they do show up to these restaurants and they get paid for all of these things. People actually get, got to know them over the past 10 years. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people believed Raquel and her, you know, her being um, so subdued and so submissive to James Kennedy. And when we saw, when I saw her talking this first two episodes, I was like, you go Raquel, look at you. You actually have a voice and you actually have a personality, right? So everybody Mm -hmm. was like cheering for her and it felt very, it felt very um, personal when when we heard the news. Like, oh my God, how could we have misjudged this girl, right? That's where yeah. I think it comes from. But I think the way it people, when it first broke out, the thing that really people latched onto was that how could one girlfriend do to another girlfriend? That's what mm. they latched onto. But I think after the first day, it sort of has gone into, hey, wait a minute it's Sandoval that is is the is the piece of shit not Raquel so much um yes she did things wrong too but she wasn't in a relationship she wasn't a friendship you could argue Mm -hmm. that that's a relationship too she was living in their homes she was being taken care of by Ariana so you can think of that as a deeper friendship than you would otherwise but I think the real relationship was between Sandoval and Ariana. So that is Sandoval's responsibility. And I think yeah. people don't quite, people are getting there. People are getting there. I think the first reaction was to think of uh, Raquel and think, how could she do that to Ariana? I, yeah. It wasn't I think so much, how could she do that with Sandoval? It wasn't that. It was, how could she do that to Ariana? So Ariana, I think it was yeah. not, it wasn't so, it wasn't so misogynistic where we were, we were, you know, we were taking our pitchforks to the other woman, but it was a little bit more on in support of Ariana. Yeah, I think that there's, I think you touched on something that's important here. It's the accessibility. I think that also Raquel, since we've known her, has been an online person. Raquel came yeah. on the show and she became extremely accessible. And Ariana is one of the very, like, the, I, I she's somebody on, on Vanderpump Rules, who has always uh, posted a lot. She comments on things. She's really funny on Twitter. Like, Ariana has a great social media presence, and Ariana is the most relatable and, like, realist person on the show. I think mm-hmm. that Sandoval – Sandoval is not – and I mentioned this on, an, on the episode I did with Ryan Bailey. Sandoval has not really been online. He's not an online person, and he is not no. necessarily accessible in any ways besides – 
whatever little gigs he does and all this stuff. Like he's not really like I know people who are from the Watch O' Crappens community that have been at shows where Ariana has been there and Sandoval has showed up and Sandoval has not talked to anybody and he's been rude and not accessible to anybody. So like I think that he is somebody who's not available online. There's not a lot of content that he posts that you could like parse. Raquel has been online and she is a young person who is very online as long as we've known her. So I think that the immediate thing that people do on the internet nowadays is they start digging through all of the stuff that they've ever posted, all the stuff they've ever tweeted, all the stuff that's available about that person and start pulling up and investigating and all that stuff. So there's all of a sudden, suddenly all this content mm-hmm. being created about Raquel and her name and it's Rachel and how phony she is. And even this crazy, like, you know, this thing she did with her, with the, with the allegations of assault against Sheena and people being able to immediately pull up and say, bitch, you always have bruises under your eye. What are you talking about? Like, I think that there's the more information you make available about yourself on the Internet, the more and then you do something bad, the more people are going to have available to talk about you. And I think that's like immediately another thing about Raquel that like everybody is jumping on is like, here's all the ways that she's a phony. Here's all the ways she's a liar and how she's proven it. With Tom Sandoval, we don't have a lot of like stuff like that to like work through with him because he's not really online that much. All we really do know about him is mostly through the show. And so I feel like there's less to dig through. But like, let's be clear. I I've meant, I mentioned this 10 years ago. He's the fucking worst. He's an awful person. Like he's always been the worst. He's you almost so took it back. You almost took it I back. I almost took it back with Ryan Bailey. I almost did. And you know what? I said it. I posted the episode and like literally a week later, I was like, ha. Right. I was right. I should have gone with my gut. He's the worst. He's so cringy. <laughs> like I just don't ever believe that anybody with piece of shit friends like shorts and jacks could be yeah. a good person. The yeah. only saving the only saving grace he had was Ariana and that's done now. But I do think yeah. that I do think that as a society, I think that and as and as women and as viewers of of Vanderpump Rules, our interest has always been more so about the the friendships with these mm-hmm. people. The yeah. relationships are whatever because the relationships have always been fragile. These right. are very fragile relationships. Did you really think Stassi and Jax were going to like get married one day? Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Did anybody think that Katie and Schwartz were going to like grow old together? Mm. Absolutely not. Like these right. are not and necessarily. I, I, and, be, and I haven't forgotten how um, he Tom Sandoval basically berated um, Ariana for doing the the cocktail book by herself. Yes. And he was like, but she was like, but this is my, I, I have been a bartender and he poo-pooed her right away. And he was like, no, we should do this together and you should have included me. He was literally badgering her to get on that book. And now she doesn't have to. She can do her own book. And Danny is ready to write the book with her again. And this will be all about the breakup drinks. Yeah. But like <laughs> Tom Sandoval has like always been a bad person mm-hmm. and he's only been, he Tom Sandoval has benefited by being the least piece of shit surrounded by a pool of shit. Yes. And I think that one of the things that started to happen on the show 
is that he ran out of pieces of shit to be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And now, and I think that like the, he knew the walls were closing in on him. And I'm yeah. glad they did. The walls closed in on him. And now we know that he's a piece mm-hmm. of shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like no. every day something new happens. Now we're yeah. trying to figure out how we're going to get Sheena to the reunion because she has this restraining order. Oh, she'll come. She'll come. Put her on she'll Zoom. Come. Yeah. It's fine. I was listening to the Bravo docket and they were like, okay, yeah, it, she got, they got, a, they, it, it wasn't a restraining order, it was a cease and desist. That doesn't necessarily mean a restraining order. It's just a warning and that it's not a legal action. Oh, so, oh, yeah. so there we go. <laughs> Raquel <laughs> should send her documents to Ceci and Angela right. or send it to Daryl. Yeah. I mean, why even bother with Daryl? Just send it to Ceci and Angela. <laughs> And Send it to Ceci and Angela. Ceci and Angela can distribute it wi- <laughs> much widely than anybody else can. So just send it to Ceci and Angela. It's running by them. We should, Ceci or Angela, if you're listening, please <laughs> make the merch. Make the merch. Send it to Bravo send, Docket. Yeah, send it to Bravo Docket. And I'll buy that merch. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, I want a, I want a sweatshirt that says "Send it to Daryl," and then Daryl is crossed off. And it do says, you know that Daryl? According uh, so, I think it was um, Ceci who looked it up. But Daryl is apparently an entertainment lawyer who's like mm-hmm. an agent lawyer. Okay. And he was like even more confused that why was why am I a mean now? What's going on? How am I in this? <laughs> oh, how did I get there? <laughs> um. Okay, can we talk about Miami? Because I caught up sure. on Miami and Miami's that, so good this year. That reunion part one. Oh. Now that is a show where I would watch seven seven parts of a reunion. <laughs> oh my god. It was I could I could see Andy aging right in front of me. <laughs> He was like, he tries so hard to stay young, but in front of me, he was turning into a grumpy old man who just wanted all of them to just shut up. They were all talking at once. Larsa just chiming in on things that don't matter at all. Like Nicole is talking about her dad. She got some uppers or something. Larsa, (laughs) oh my God, what? It's all that young, Claiming young dick that, that she's butt getting. is all yours. Yes, you paid for it. So, yes, it is yours, I guess. <laughs> if the bank doesn't have a loan on it with you, then it's fine. And it is your butt. Yeah. Yeah, like, even when Nicole is talking about, like, her stuff with her dad and whatever, and, like, Andy's like, oh, how old is your dad's girlfriend or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately, Larsa's like, who cares how old somebody is? Who cares? I'm like, okay, Larsa. Okay. <laughs> Real black. We know. Um, we know. Also, my favorite part of the reunion, one of the, my favorite parts is that, like, when Adriana is, like, fighting with Alexia, right? Well, one of the best parts was anytime they would question Alexia about anything, she would be like, well, it's my package. This is my package. So I <laughs> I was like, Alexia, this is not the confessional. This is the reunion. It's everyone's package. Like, what are you talking about? Alexia needs to chill. I want. I wanted to see how it was like. It gave me Vicky Gunvalson saying, "This is my show. You can, you guys came on my show," or Ramona yeah. saying, "You guys came on my show." That's what it gives me when Alexia yeah. starts talking. And Mary Marisol comes in like she comes in always as this sidekick of Alexia, who's just there to support Alexia. 
not going to say anything sensible. And she's like, she openly admits that she's going to make a line of alcohol. And that's why she keeps talking about alcohol. I'm like, but okay, even in that- but, the, but all that alcohol going in makes you an alcoholic right now from what we have seen. Cannot be yeah, this much. It, if you're pretending to be an alcoholic on television in order mm-hmm. to sell alcohol, I don't think <laughs> that that works in the way that you think it should. But even Alexia, even Marisol, when Alexia is going off by the end of that reunion and not making any sense, even Marisol has this look on her face like, bitch, I cannot defend you like this is <laughs> indefensible at a certain point like what was it as she says <laughs> oh she goes after Marisol. lisa no no yes oh then she says so yeah exactly when alexia says that thing about lisa like oh if you yeah. had more confidence you wouldn't have let lenny do what he did to you right uh my favorite other part was when alexia says stigmatism instead of <laughs> it's the stigma um another part was when adriana pulls out like texts or something to prove alexia wrong larsa is like alexia's biggest fan is like andy isn't it disgusting that we're reading text messages i'm like do you know what show you're on like (laughs) have you never been at a reunion it was so funny it was like larsa anytime like somebody is proving their point she'll have Mm -hmm. to just say something to deflect i mean it's brilliant because it's like that's 10 out of 10 housewifery but yeah it was so funny. It was I was just kind of so confused funny. by the seating. I think did they do the same thing as they did with uh, Potomac? Where are they? Why was Larsa no. closer to Andy? Like, what was that about? No, no, no. Was I Larsa- think they did. No, they did Lisa, Larsa, Alexia, Marisol on one side, and then they did Nicole, Julia. You would have thought Adriana. Alexia would be closer to Andy, given the, all the all the issues she has with all of the people on the other couch. No, but, but Lisa, come on, Lisa, you know. They yeah, had to. True. I think they had them face off each other. Yeah, um, yeah. But Alexia said some shit at this reunion that I was just like, oh, my God. She started yelling at Adriana about let's talk about the father of your child. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, we're going to go there. Alexia, let's mm-hmm. talk about your son and let's talk about the father of your son, who, by the mm-hmm. way, is a convicted pedophile. So and why is Bravo paying his money? Like this is what's going on there. We got an entire scene. At the scene. end of the no. season. Exactly. A full scene with Peter and whatever the dad. Is it Peter Sr.? The pedophile. The pedophile. The pedophile and Peter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, what's happening here? Why are we even getting this time? I don't care about Peter and what he's doing with his career. And if and he it wants was to- like they were they were talking nonsense. It didn't even make they couldn't even string a <laughs> sentence together. The both <laughs> of them. They were both on all kinds of whatever. Peter is yeah. always on something. He said something like Oh, I'd rather go fly a kite than run the nails on. I was like, please do. Please yeah. do. That would be and something don't come useful back. you do today. He's like, I could go and get a $350,000 350, loan and I was going to go to Puerto Rico. What stopped you? I know. Why are you here? And who gave and- you a loan? Against what? I don't understand it. Alexis is- Nail Salon. Yeah. She he has put the nail salon and gotten a loan and Alexia probably doesn't even know about it. She doesn't even know about it. She doesn't it's even just, know about it. She's gonna turn around and there's gonna be no nail salon left. Oh my god. The only person Alexia that also, I feel anything for is Frankie, because I think if he had not had his accident, he would have been the smartest person and he would have disowned all of them long, long ago. <laughs> he's already annoyed by them in the condition yeah. that he's in. 
He already yeah. like when they're fighting, when Alexia is yelling, he's, he's like, like okay, what is this? Quiet. I don't understand. Yeah. 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 Um, Alexia <laughs> also tells uh Gertie that she castrated her husband and she's hard to work with. Like Alexia is just a bad I don't I truly oh God. I yeah, truly you, don't you're understand. You're breaking the microphone talking about Alexia. I don't, you know what? So aggravating. I, no, listen. <laughs> I just want you to know there's like a shelf here and I put my water up on the shelf so that I don't knock it over because I'm so afraid of knocking over my water and getting it all over my computer again. <laughs> I'm just glad your computer survived the last one. <laughs> last but, um, huge. I just don't understand anybody who's an Alexia fan. How? No. No, I don't understand no. either. Like, she makes zero sense. She says some of the most vile things, and she hides behind Frankie and Ono Peter all the time. Yeah, and that's it. She doesn't. She enables Peter's bad behavior, and she is she's such a fan of the patriarchy, and she's always talking about old school, old school, old school. I'm sick yeah. and tired of it. She is like forcing, she's literally shaming Nicole for not forgiving her father. So That's crazy. between her and her father. Like, what's your problem? Why are you fighting for him? Like, Larsa also was doing that. I was like, Larsa, yeah. you're not even friends with Nicole. Who are you to sit here and tell her if she should forgive because her Larsa father? Because Larsa is identifying with the age difference between the father and the girlfriend. That's all you know about him, Larsa. You weren't even at the party. You didn't even meet him. Even Marisol was like, listen, after I hung out with her dad, mm -hmm. I understood why Nicole has the issues that she does with her dad. Like, I totally right. get it. Marisol yeah. literally said that. So it was like, but, okay, and I the don't way Marisol said it too was like, I was like, borderline, okay, now you're going into, I understand why Nicole turned out to be the way Nicole turned out to be. That's what I thought oh. there was like a tinge of that and i was like okay, i was looking at nicole's face and she was like she took it in straightforward like you know yeah you you agree with me then but at the yeah. same time i was like no <laughs> you it's can okay never for nicole anything to say Marisol that says. it's not okay for you to go there that's yeah, how i felt like i understand yeah. yeah but poor nicole is sitting there and like crying about how she spent yeah. a month in the icu and these women want her to forgive her their dad like right. get the fuck yeah. out of here and larsa yeah. again like larsa you are not friends with her you don't know her you have who are yeah, you you have <laughs> no idea who what are is you? going on so crazy just so irritating gertie was the one that i obviously am the biggest fan of and gertie is like she's at one point she has to stop and she's like, I think she realizes that you cannot argue with stupid and you Alexia yeah. is stupid. There's nothing I can say that is going to make any sense to Alexia. So I might as well stop. Exactly. But that's yeah. where I feel like Gertie is going to, you know, will, will not last long on the show unless she brings something else and brings on more of her friends because Alexia is such a, she's just such a train wreck and she's, she will just railroad all over you and she won't let you speak. So, well, I think that I one of the things that they are going to benefit from is that they have an equal sort of setup, right? Like you have four versus four, um, mm -hmm. kind of like you have like Lisa in yeah. the middle, Kiki sort of in the middle, you know, and I think yeah. what what ultimately I see here is that Alexia Marisol 
is sort of Alexia's Alexia is sort of Marisol's little puppet, right? Right. Marisol said well, I think stigmatism. It's the other way around, but okay. Either way, but like Marisol said stigmatism, Alexia said stigmatism. They all laughed about it. And then yeah. Alexia said, Well, Marisol told me to say that. Yeah. And I noticed with Julia and Adriana. Adriana is constantly whispering words into Julia to say this, Correct. this, this, this. Correct. This. So it's obvious that like you have those two things, but I mm-hmm. think that what's really funny is like sort of Lisa in the middle being like, hey guys, I'm the one with the worst life. Can you please pay attention to me? And then you have <laughs> I'm the Gertie one and Nicole. I'm literally wearing black. <laughs> yeah. Gertie and Nicole who are kind of just like laughing at how stupid they are, but like mm-hmm. will occasionally argue with them and will occasionally right. try to get them to understand. I do think that that's interesting. Like I think that that's an interesting enough setup and dynamic because you're f- forcing stupid people. You're forcing very mm-hmm. smart people to hang out with very stupid people. That's true. And I think that that's interesting enough you know i think i i think when alexia walked in alexia and um uh, and marisol came to the reunion having read all of the all of the internet's opinions about alexia yes right and yeah. alexia was super defensive and she was trying to she was not letting Andy ask a question. That's why she kept saying, this is my package, my package, my package. Because yeah, yeah. she was like trying to defend herself as being a smarter smarter than what people think of her as to be. And that she had some sense and that she there was a reasoning behind what she's doing. But the more she talks, the more she proves everybody else's opinion of her. Because yes. she just doesn't make sense. Her arguments are so flimsy, it doesn't make sense. No. Well, but speaking again, of things, entertaining, yes. so, you know, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay, speaking yeah. of things that don't make sense, here's what doesn't make sense. You and your sibling are in a fight. Your mm-hmm. one sibling says, hey, can we just talk? And the other person <laughs> says, no, we don't need to talk. We can just have Finito. Peace. Finito. And, that, Finito. and then that's Finito. A, Yeah, and then Stop that it. sibling Stop. says, Finito. Uh, okay, let's... uh." Why don't you come to my house? And then that sibling says, I'm not sure I can. Yeah. I <laughs> love the you. Sibling who, <gasps> I love you. Does a sibling who declines every single invitation still get to be salty about not being at every single event? <laughs> or does the sibling that begrudgingly invites after everybody else in the town has been invited still uh, get to claim that uh, she did the right thing and invited her brother. I I mean, she did. Do I care? No. No. It's done. You know what I care more about? I'm so done with that storyline. I really am so done. I think Jersey, I knew was going to be, was going to be exhausting on my emotions. And that's how I feel. I don't find, I don't find the sibling tension to be entertaining anymore maybe it's just maybe i'm getting old and that's why i don't know i don't know it just i think what's so more tiresome. yeah i think what's more interesting is the margaret versus jennifer and i yes. will ride for jennifer every day against margaret even when jennifer is at her worst because margaret came for jennifer aiden every as soon as jennifer joined the show Margaret um, 
came for her culture. She talked mm-hmm. so poorly about Turkish culture and she's never apologized for it. Mm-hmm. She's looked down on the fact that Jennifer like didn't have sex with her husband before she got married. She's made a mockery of anything that she doesn't understand. And she continues to do it every single season. She continues to talk down on Margaret and uh, talk down on Jennifer. And look, Jennifer has her own issues too. She looks down at the fact that that Margaret is so open about being sexual, about cheating on her husband and all those things. But there is a dynamic that we need to understand here. And that is that um, Margaret is a white woman. (laughs) She's a white woman in America. She is a white blonde woman in America and that comes with privileges. And for her to sit there and talk down about a culture of an immigrant, of an immigrant family, mm-hmm. um, a working class immigrant family is mm-hmm. problematic. Okay. There's a power dynamic. There is a privilege dynamic here. And I think that that gets ignored because Jennifer says and does really mean things. <laughs> right. Jennifer, like but- Candace Dillard. Says the wrong things, uh, says the right things, but in the wrong way, and that's where yeah. she gets into trouble. Um, and that's why, and Mar and Margaret, Margaret then constantly calling Jennifer hysterical and miserable, and all of those things. It's coded language. It is very, for very coded women, yeah. for yeah. all women, but especially for immigrant women, especially for Middle Eastern women. It is very, right. very coded, and it's very, very problematic. She looks down on Jennifer's traditional life in a way that is very west it's based in western feminist ideals of what it means to be a woman yeah i think they both come from very defensive positions where margaret is trying to defend her lifestyle choices and jennifer is trying to defend her own lifestyle choices and they are both wrong because they are not accepting of the other's lifestyle choices Yes, uh, I correct. do think that Jennifer came into this show as an outsider and over the years has remained an outsider. I don't think she yeah. has a true friend in this show. I don't see any of her friends in real life either. Jennifer seems very isolated at most times. She has her family, her parents, her brother, but we don't see any of Jennifer's friends. We have seen a train of Margaret uh, friends. She always has a friend. And, you know, um, she has other people to lean on. I think Jennifer doesn't have that. She has family, but I don't think she truly has any close friends that would be willing to come on the show and be supportive of her. Maybe she does and they don't want to be on the show, but she doesn't have any real friendship with anybody on this show either. She does She does with she Teresa. Thought she had with Dolores, but she doesn't. I think Teresa is a convenient one. I think Teresa keeps her as a friend because she has when Teresa was all alone in the show a couple of years ago she fell alone Jennifer was the only one that was supportive of her well Jennifer has Jennifer Jennifer has been supported by Teresa and that has helped Jennifer but I don't think they are there going and meeting each other I mean, they may be, but it they doesn't are. Come they're like traveling. No, they are. They're like traveling together all the time. They're actually hanging out all the time. It's not like okay. one of those like, and I think that they actually are probably a lot more alike, right? And apparently now Dolores and Jennifer are really good friends again. They they're I'm beef squashed. I I feel like at least in the last couple of episodes that I watched, I felt like Jennifer is so alone. She has nobody. And that's yeah, why she's talking now- to all the newbies. That's why she's trying to, you know, 
find some common ground there. Well, because they think not. she's constantly she and I don't think there's anything wrong with being invited into or trying to make friends and being saying like, hey, I think that you may have heard some crazy stuff about me, but I just want to explain my side of the situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think that Rachel and in friends that are all friends of Dolores and Frank and uh, and um, Teresa, people that people that those guys have known from for a long time that they have relationships with. But they're not bringing anybody on the show that may have a prior relationship with Jennifer outside of the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that also, I don't think anybody that Jennifer knows in real life wants to really be on the show. That's the other issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last thing I want to touch on is Summer House. I didn't watch yesterday's episode. Mm. What was um, I oh, yeah. I'd, what do you think is Kyle Cook's problem and why is he so mad at Lindsay? Kyle doesn't want to grow up. And uh, Carl grew up and left him. And he won't blame his own buddy for that. Because how could he blame somebody who was wanting to try to be sober? He cannot. So mm-hmm. Lindsay is his easy target. That's all. Yes. It's misogyny. That's all. That's all. It's, it's, That's it's simple. The old old misogyny. That's all it is. Misogyny mm-hmm. is a hell of yeah. a drug. It always is there. It's so much yeah. easier to do, to do that than to be mad at the guy who's being sober. It's easier yeah. to be mad at the It's easier woman. to call her a bitch, call her all kinds of names. It's easier to do that than to confront your own friend about why he may not be doing his job well. Or why yeah. he may want a better, um, you know, have, want a better pay, a yeah. different role. You are, you mixed business with pleasure and now you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to keep them separate. And that's I also think your that, fault. Yeah, I also think Kyle is obsessed with the things that like he does. Like I think that they become his entire personality. Like Lover Boy is his entire personality. Summer House is his entire personality. And I think that it makes him very upset when people try to find something outside of it. Like even when – Kyle is financially very dependent on his personalities. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I think they're all tied together. Like I don't think that Kyle knows how to like compartmentalize all these things and separate them, which is why like Hannah's not on the show anymore. Even though like we didn't like Hannah, but it was because he knew that if you're not going to be friends with Kyle, you're not going to be on the show. Same thing with Amanda. Amanda, I think that stuck out in this relationship because once even in those early seasons when Amanda had no friends on the show. It was all Kyle's right. friends on the show. Lindsay wasn't right. nice to her. The workers girls weren't nice to her, all that stuff. Amanda knew that she if she left Kyle, that she would not yeah. longer no longer be on the show. But for Amanda mm-hmm. to sit there and cry over a little game, I just mm-hmm. want to say I don't think she was that emotional over the game. Right before that game is played, Kyle and Amanda talk about this her reproductive organs and she is a little drunk and she goes to her room and she's changing her clothes and she's like i don't want to talk about my reproductive system anymore i don't want to do it i just can't so she's already in a tizzy she's already not Mm -hmm. okay she's already kind of probably annoyed with the fact that sierra went and told kyle that Mm -hmm. um she's annoyed that she's having to think about things that she nice hippo law nice nice hippo law work 
Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really count because it's, it's like not, not really, really count, but still. Yeah, but I think that Amanda is obviously mad about something else, but it's easier for her to get angry about this silly little game than it is like for mm-hmm. her, for her to be told, "I don't trust you." After maybe she felt like her trust was broken by Sierra is probably super triggering, and that's mm-hmm. why she's having a meltdown. Now, you heard about this Dumois rumor that's going around, and then Kyle addressed it on Watch What Happens Live last night. Mm-hmm. The Dumois rumor is that apparently somebody potentially at Summer House, in Summer House, cheated on their spouse. And mm-hmm. it looks like it's between Kyle and Amanda, and then the cheater is somebody who was in the house. So the rumor is that it was Sam that Kyle cheated with on Amanda. Oh. Or, or, Somebody said Maya, and I was like, I don't think it's Maya. Um, But they were on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked them, Andy asked Amanda, and Kyle was in the audience, and Kyle was like, oh, it's just really convenient when this rumor came out. If you think about what's going on in the show, how could you be sitting on this team? And you know Andy doesn't watch. He's like, what's going on in the show? (laughs) (laughs) But Kyle did this thing where – both Kyle and Amanda, instead of addressing whether or not it was true, they just mm-hmm. were like, oh, isn't it convenient that this came out nine months after the fact? And I was like, after the fact of what? Did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> and they're basically trying to say you're that. Sitting, you're saying they were sitting on some tea for nine months. So there was tea? Yeah. Like, wait, was tea brewed? Was yes. a tea bag used? That's what I need to know. <laughs> Is it tea or is it pretend tea? Like what? Yeah. Do you know what tea is, Kyle? I don't think you yeah. know what tea is. No, it's chai, um, chai, chai, chai. I don't know. So I think I think they saw what happened the ratings for Vanderpump Rules, and now it's Kyle, and then also the other rumor in um, Charleston with um, with the Southern Charm guys that um, Taylor yes. hooked up with. What's with uh, Austin? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry yeah. I mentioned it, but I, I think they're all trying hard to keep the rumor mm. mills going. But yeah, at the same time, I'm like, here's the deal. I care about Ariana getting hurt, but I, if Kyle did cheat on Amanda, I feel <laughs> nothing. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. these two were actually married. And I they know. They shouldn't have been. They shouldn't be married. They're not good yep. for each other. But at the same time, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't care about Amanda and Kyle. But I, I did. And I don't care about Sandoval and Ariana either on their relationship. I, I care about Ariana. That's the only yeah. difference I can think of is that I don't care about Sandoval. I know he's a piece of shit. I thought I was surprised that he hadn't done anything in 10 years. Now I'm thinking maybe he was, he was cheating all along. Who knows? Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not sad about Sandoval. I'm sad for Ariana and the fact that she has to deal with it, given her mental issue, mental things that she's struggling with. This would be a hard thing to get over being in the national spotlight like that. But I don't think any TMZ is running after Amanda to get her, you know, <laughs> get her opinion. Even TMZ doesn't care. <laughs> I don't imagine. 
And then, Austin will have to pay TMZ to get them to come and fo- follow him around. The, Nobody cares. The best, the best Amanda could get is like maybe, maybe like all about the tea, or like a no. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think I it'll be some would. cab driver in New York saying, "Hey, I heard about that. <laughs> so you single now? That's what it'll be." <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that you're going to get any national. Like, yeah. New York Times is not going to be writing an article about Amanda Washington, Batula Washington, and Kyle Cook. Yeah, Washington Post is not, you know, calling Ryan Bailey and taking him out for coffee. <laughs> no. Exactly. That's not happening. So, no. really, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Exactly. Uh, that's it. I think we did it. This has caught been exhausting. Up on the last two weeks. It has been an exhausting couple weeks. There was a day in between when I was on California time reading all the news that was coming out, which meant that I didn't get much sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the time change, daylight savings hit me. So it's been a lot of sleepless nights, man. My dogs have been sick. I have been sick. It's been a nightmare two two no. uh, two weeks. How was how yeah. was your trip? You haven't talked about that. Oh, I talked about it you on the episode I released with Raheel. Um, oh, you did already. Okay. Yes. But uh, I did survive, and I don't ever want to go on vacation with anybody but myself ever there again. Go. There you go. That was crazy. I will either stay in this house. crazy to take – you shouldn't take the older generation or the younger generation. At the most, no, maybe your husband. No, listen, I just have to say the people who I was with were lovely. Mm-hmm. But it's just that when you are traveling with seven, six other people, um, if there is a hiccup in something, it it trickles down to six other humans. When it's just you, yeah. and even if it's just like you, your husband, and your kids, it's different. But you know, they see people like you feel a lot of responsibility for your the elders right. that you're traveling with. And, and even if they don't complain. Of- a lot of things to consider when you have different age groups too. That's what yes, I mean to say. It's even like even if they don't, you even have if they don't complain. Search for the kids, and then you have to make sure for the elders too that they are comfortable and everything yeah. is taken care of. It's a lot. Yeah. So if you if you don't listen to my episodes with my brother, it's fine. Uh, but one of the things that I did inform everybody was that our train got canceled from London to Paris and we needed to end. We ended up having to buy a, get a driver to drive us from London to Paris, which was an adventure, but a very expensive adventure, which like really threw a, you know, a monkey wrench into our entire time together with everybody. Um, And so your Patreon rates went up. (laughs) We don't have a Patreon anymore. Okay. Cause I can't manage it. Maybe but, we have to bring um, it back on. <laughs> I think I might need to bring back the Patreon to pay for it. But um, yeah, it's just like a lot. It was that was a lot, and then the French, God bless them, decided to strike, and so things were just like not open, not running. Um, the yeah, so it was just like a lot. Like we wanted to go to the Louvre on an early morning, and they were like, "Nah, the Louvre's closed until one o'clock today," and I was like, "Okay, <gasps> why?" And they were like, nah, "They don't feel like working." <laughs> okay. Oh, but yeah. I was imagining if you had gotten stuck on the French side trying to come back to London, would you have been yeah. able to make all the communications, call everybody and make those arrangements as easily? No, because Did our concierge help? in France was not great, mm-hmm. but our concierge in London was lovely. 
I know. That's what I was thinking, that you clearly had somebody who was very helpful to help you. I mean, very helpful, but very expensive. (laughs) Yes. Well. Anyway, guys. Oh. (laughs) Carol says, it's done. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Bye. (laughs) I muted Arthi so we can can finish up. But that's it. That's it for today's episode. Um, I will be back later on this week to talk about um, Summer House and Vanderpump Rules.